joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. You probably recognize my voice regardless of where you're listening right now. I'm Miss Shannon, and we are broadcasting from a lovely facility here in Minneapolis called Modern Well. Modern Well, a great co-working space that we'll talk about soon. Uh, first, I would like to take some time to introduce my regular co-host and podcast life mate, Mr. Jayton Satia, the executive director of the Twin City Film Fest. Hey, Jay. What up? Jay, I am. I, I, I know your voice. I feel like a lot of the ears that are right now part of this podcast know your voice, but there might be some people who do not, and that is because we are doing our first crossover episode. Which, <laughs> I know. You don't, you don't have sound effects for that? Here, how I about this one? Here, pop it up then. Here. Oh, wait, hang on. Does that make you feel better? Okay, that's fine. No. No. <laughs> Yeah, who are all these people here, too? Well, we do have a live audience of yeah. people that have joined us. They have some questions about podcasting, and There's so we're like going to ask that. There's like 800 people here, you guys. You guys are the best 800 <laughs> people we have seen all week, all week. And so I do want to take a second, though, to talk to the other half of the eardrums who are listening. And right now are like, who's that dude? Um, they're kind of confused. That's because we are also, because it is our first crossover episode, broadcasting on our sister show, The Enthusiastic Woman Show, where every day we birth success. So for all our enthusiastic friends out there, here's a voice you'll recognize, my good friend and my Gen X cohort, Samantha Stokes. Hello. 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 Are you feeling enthusiastic today? So enthusiastic. I know. I can feel it. I can feel it. I do hope, because this is our first crossover show, like very much like, Jayton, you'll understand this reference, very much like the Justice League or all of our friends in the Avengers. It's kind of like that. Samantha, (laughs) kind of like when we talk about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So kind of a good mashup. Yeah, Yeah. it's delicious. It'll be delicious. So we're going to try and find some subject matters where we can cover on both topics. And this was actually a great invitation that we received from Modern Well because regarding our podcast, we are to the point now that Jayton and I have been doing, in some iteration or another, Be Our Geek for almost six years we did the math. We've been doing this particular... I know. I (laughs) I got a round of applause from everybody in the room. Thank you very much. We're very excited that we have been bringing this content to our geek community for quite some time. We appreciate that. And then Samantha and I and our other friend, Judy, Judy, uh, who is normally with us and mm-hmm. could not make it this evening, we've been now doing our Enthusiastic Woman podcast for two years yeah. on that one and coming up with some really fun content. So mm-hmm. we wanted to give an opportunity for all of our listeners on both of them to understand that we are going to be doing some expansion of our Enthusiastic Network is what yep. we're doing. And so we are going to be doing some opportunities as we do for move forward that way. This is exciting, right? Mm-hmm. When you have one successful podcast, that's that's a... That's a coup. Yeah. You know, there's so many podcasts out there, and every time new listeners come to us, they talk about how professional we are, the topics are uh, timely and entertaining, and then you have this almost birth of another <laughs> podcast <laughs> within it, which is, again, relevant, timely, uh, important, um, and then you merge them together into a network. I mean, come on, you guys. We should just own this thing, right? Like, <laughs> just bring it on. One more time. How about this, Jaden? Here, we'll put this one on. Can we get a round of applause from ourselves? We're just going to Thank you very much. <laughs> very proud of ourselves. I like it. I like it. I like it. I, I like that is my ringtone. <laughs> I like it. Some days, if you're just feeling a little less than enthusiastic in the morning, Go ahead and play that for yourself, everybody that's in the audience. It makes you feel so much better. <laughs> All those affirmations, throw them out the window. Just a little round of applause. I'm like, I woke up today. Good for me. There's enough NPR <laughs> member drive. Just play that all day. Uh- 
So just to give everybody a little background before we do move into a subject matter that kind of fits for both of the shows, um, Jaden, so I'll give you a chance. You can just tell all of the enthusiastic listeners a little bit about what we do over on BR Geek. So you want to start with that? Yeah, so we are um, a podcast that talks about pop culture geekdom, mm-hmm. and that could be from uh, animation to Marvel to comic books to um, uh, geek topics mm-hmm. such as um, uh, uh, writing or directing, or we have filmmakers stop by. Anybody who geeks about uh, geeks out about anything, we've actually gone as far as having people who geek out about pasta making. <laughs> Uh, journaling. Our good friend uh, yeah. came and talked to us about her love of silver collecting, and so we got to talk it was about amazing. that. Yeah, like, I, you get to learn so much because what we're doing is it's an all inclusive. Everybody's a geek about something, right? So our job is to help you spread the word about what you geek out about. Now, this could be a passion of yours that you do on the side besides your normal job, or this could really be your job that actually brings you joy and pays your bills. But people also don't know this particular craft is so geeky that you're just so immersed in it. So that's kind of what we do. We have a special guest on um, pretty much every other episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the gist of what BR Geek's all about. One of the best things about BR Geek is that whenever Jayden and I pitch it to one of our uh, potential guests and they're going, oh, I'm not a geek about things. We go, okay, what's the thing that your family and loved ones are sick of you talking about? Everybody's laughing in the audience. And that's what we will then give you 30 minutes to come in and fascinate us by this thing. Because we really do get joy from listening to other people talk about those kind of things. And so that was really fun. And then that kind of leads us to what Samantha and I do over (laughs) on Enthusiastic Woman. And so, again, it's something that was near and dear to our heart and something that kind of started from a conversation as Mm -hmm. we were three friends. Mm -hmm. And we used to just sit around, you know, over wine. And these were the kind of conversations that we would have. And so, right. we got, well, Enthusiastic Woman was birthed. It, I would credit it to one word, and that is goop. <laughs> we had quite an extended conversation uh, about uh, being outraged about Gwyneth Paltrow and fascinated by her. Quite so. And then that led to um, the realization that Gen X in general is kind of ignored in the media, and women, uh, Gen X women in particular. And that led to the idea to talk about uh, pop culture through a Gen X lens. Right. And so every episode on that particular one, for anyone who is listening to us over on our BR Geek channel, we usually have that broken down into a number of different standard um, mm-hmm. benchmarks that we do. So we have a episode, we have a, um, a segment called Product Displacement where we talk about a particular marketing um, subject and whether it was a hit or miss that we talk about that. Then we move into a segment called Did You Hear This? where we talk about a topical subject that the three of us thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we move into what is quite often my favorite uh, part of the show. Uh, we have a, si- a final segment called Does does this make me old? Um, and <laughs> the answer is usually yes. Yes. Yeah, where we're like, it's something that we might have a couple of questions about. Maybe our kids were telling us and we're like, should we know about this? Or we read about it. You have an and iPhone 4. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times it comes down to like something that, you know, our friend Judy's teenage kids are going, why do you use all of your fingers? You can't use your fingers when you type. You know, so... <laughs> Lots of those things come up, and so we have a good time over there. And then the thing that was interesting about both shows is that they do exist in our reality, but they also exist slightly outside of it. And so we do quite often in our enthusiastic realm, we have spoof brand uh, placements that we'll talk about. We have different commercials that we've written. You know, we have a good friend of ours, you know, over on the BR Geek side that basically is our social media demon that comes in and talks to us every once in a while. And I think that that's one of the fun things about the branding 
of our shows <laughs> is that we were able to sit there and go, okay, what showcases our personality, but what are we really trying to showcase? And for us, it is entertainment-based, even though we do often touch on very, you know, quality and sometimes heavy subject matter. Mm -hmm. We still usually figure out a way to pivot back to we process through entertaining people with right. our podcasts, and that's what we do over there. So what I thought would make sense for our audience, our lovely audience here at Modern Well, so that we, since we do have Jayton and we do have Samantha from both things, I thought the perfect matchup would be basically an extended product displacement is what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about the thing that I find very interesting, and especially since all three of us also have a marketing background, is the concept of franchise and merchandise marketing to the geek community. And I think that a lot of times, like one of the things that, that really sparked the idea to do this is I was in, the, I was in my, my local grocery store, as I am wont to do, um, and I am walking through the ice cream section. And I was trying not to pay attention because I am not currently supposed to be eating ice cream. Everybody's nodding right now. <laughs> so I'm trying to ignore. Why were the you ice in that aisle? I was. I was. I it. I, it was on my way to the other stuff. Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean. So I had to. I had to pass through. Fine. I had to like wander through the ice cream section in order to get to the cooler that has the Udi's gluten-free, dairy-free bread that I feed my child. So I had to go through that. And walk past it. So as I am walking through the ice cream aisle, I, this is what caught my eye. And it took a lot. And as a big geek, and Jayton and Samantha both are familiar with this, love Star Wars. Love Star Wars. Why did I see a Millennium Falcon shaped ice cream sandwich? Right, you're laughing. And everybody's like, <laughs> I didn't even want ice cream. And then I saw that. And I'm like, I, I wonder if that's delicious. It looks <laughs> quite tasty. It probably like could you know, do the Kessel Run. You know, I was ready to go and buy this thing. And then it made me really think about how often um, I have bought an additional product or decided that that was going to influence the brand that I purchased mm -hmm. because they were able to but, you know, buy into that franchise marketing. And sometimes it's just silly. And if you look at the, the Star Wars franchise and what's going on with Disney right now, that's an interesting franchise because we, now we've had 40 years of building that brand mm -hmm. and building it outside of just the films. And they are clear that it goes beyond toys and the other things that we expect. So can you guys think of, like, some interesting products that you've seen out there? Well, I mean, you then you talk about cross business to business marketing as well, right? So you mm -hmm. think about McDonald's jumping on board with Disney's uh, product or and or uh, a film or any kind of even you go like music crossovers. So you have franchises that are helping each other and each other's consumers be consumed with that particular product because, mm -hmm. again. McDonald's is, is essentially a real estate company. Like people don't realize, like yeah. they literally own the lands that McDonald's sit on. That said, they have the high net worth to build high net worth partnerships to push out again mass product, mass produced content. Right. Now again, consumption is one thing, but as a consumer, what attracts you to anything? It's familiarity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're familiar with a brand. That's why there's marketing is such a pivotal piece of any organization, let alone our podcast, right? Um, you have to be familiar with the brand to be able to buy into it. And once you do, once you've bought into that brand, you will basically buy anything that that brand logo is on. If you were to walk around and you saw a Target symbol, 
you would rather divert towards and go five miles to that target than to this grocery store that you don't know about. So right. branding is so important. You think about types of products and or uh, services that are being put out to geeks. You have cons. Mm -hmm. Cons didn't really exist. It exists only for geeks. Right. They know mm -hmm. that geeks will spend money right. to mm -hmm. see these people who, again, are on 30-year hiatus from this one show, <laughs> yes. but they will come pay $200 to take a picture with this individual, right? So right. cons are built for geeks. And Nothing. I do think, back to what we talk about on Beer Geek about how everyone's a geek about something, I have really enjoyed the influx of additional cons. And so before it used to be, okay, here's the stereotypical geek community that would have a convention. Now you can go, here's a knitting con. My friend saying she was taking her mom to, and I was like, that sounds fascinating. I would love to wander around that. You know, Are there or, a lot of cats? <laughs> I'm <laughs> just curious. No, there's just a whole other cat festival. Yeah, we can right. say, yeah, there's a whole other cat mm -hmm. festival. And I do think that people understood from a marketing and a branding standpoint that it was appropriate to go, oh, wait, there's a community that's based around whatever this is. We are going to try and tap into that. And so the other things that I always think is interesting when you're looking at that, that, that merchandise marketing piece of things is when you see it put into a situation that I'm like, that kind of makes sense, but it's also why did you bother? And so one of the ones that I had brought up to mm -hmm. Samantha before is when the last Avengers movie came out, Dole. Dole had the Avengers on everything to the point that, like, the Hulk was on, like, like the packaging for lettuce. <laughs> which, which I think makes sense. It does make A sense because they're like, sense. it's kind of green and that's fine and maybe he's vegan. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it <laughs> might be why he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, you know, it's dairy. <laughs> He's probably a little anemic. We Maybe saw that's Star it. Wars stickers on bananas, Correct. and literally those are the bananas. There are the same bananas right there, and I'm in there with my uh, I with my son again. I'm in the aisle for the bananas. <laughs> I wasn't going somewhere, Shannon. I was for the bananas. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. I'm gonna admit it, but I was there for bananas, and they're all the same bananas. One of them had a Star Wars sticker on it, and and one of them had a Frozen sticker on it. Which one did did Frozen? Your son want? He picked Frozen. Frozen. Okay, he hasn't seen Star Wars yet. He's okay. seen Frozen, so we had to get those bananas. And I have changed my buying patterns based upon what merchandise uh, they put my geekdom stuff on. Like for instance, one of my favorite ones is that CoverGirl mascara. Every time there's a Star Wars movie, like rebrands all of their mascaras to either light or dark side products. Like, people are like, <gasps> like looking like. So I, so have, I didn't know that, but yeah, I'm going to go towards that dark side right now. And I have went. I have actually changed my mascara brand because I'm like, well, now I want that one. And like, and I was one of my highlights is that I did retweet my like. I wish that my it looked like a lightsaber. And the CoverGirl like Twitter account did come back and they photoshopped and I was like, well done, CoverGirl marketing. I was very impressed. <laughs> I felt very, very seen is what I felt on that whole thing. But Can you yeah, just back up for a second to the bananas again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having trouble seeing any correlation between Star Wars and a banana or Frozen. There, but frozen that's what I banana, think is maybe. always interesting there about, though. There, there isn't, isn't one. But they go, oh. but our audience wants bananas, and so we'll go, dole they'll buy Dole. It was, it was Dole bananas. Because Dole just yeah. bought in, and they're like, well, we got extra stickers. So <laughs> we paid for bananas. these stickers. Yeah. And I think that that's always fascinating, that now when you do have a lot of these fandoms, they build into their revenue motto these 
merchandising opportunities, you know, and that's, you know, where I know that from reading all of these articles that a lot of the, the, the revenue model for, for instance, a Star Wars movie or Frozen is how are we going to license these products? And it used mm-hmm. to be we were licensed to a toy. Now Frozen already knows it's going to be a cereal and the General Mills or Post is going to buy into it. And that now, not only that, there's this resurgence and this nostalgia factor on a lot of things. So we're finding like all of our favorite candies from when we were younger. I'm saying mm-hmm. this to all of the Gen Xers that are here and I think are like now all of our favorite candies now are cereals and they sound terrible for you. Um, There should not be a Sour Patch Kids cereal. That sounds like the stuff of nightmares. I think I'm getting cavities just having to talk about it. Yeah. And my mom actually fell for this because she is a fat, she's a fascinating woman and will buy things just because. So she bought the Twinkies cereal have you guys Ugh. seen that yet? Yeah, it sounds terrible. So they're shaped like little Twinkies. Yeah, everybody looks is looking askance, as you should. So they now have an actual Twinkie cereal, and then she sent a picture in a group text to my whole family. We're like, okay. And she's like, come over and try the Twinkie cereal. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and it's interesting because to think about the, 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 Reverse engineering that the the scientists of these these food scientists would do to try and figure out how to make cereal no, <laughs> taste are they like just a Twinkie in a lab, just high, and no. they're literally <laughs> like. Oh my God! I'm craving a Twinkie right now. <laughs> well, we have this lab. Why don't we create some cereals? <laughs> we out can of that? make one. Um, <laughs> Trevor, get on it. You know. I want to piggyback on that, right? Mm-hmm. So marketing is one thing. Um, I'm talking from the film side. Like when a studio releases a film, right. they have projections, right? Mm-hmm. This is what's going to do in the U.S. This is what's going to do in the South American market or the Chinese market. People think a film is a flop. Again, people here in the United States, they think it's a flop. But at the opposite end, that's not where the studio wanted to make their money in the first place. Right. They were looking at making billions of dollars in Japan mm-hmm. because the, they know that that particular target market will really – fall for this type of character or storyline. So when people give bad, horrible reviews and Rotten Tomatoes, studios care, but they really look at what the global market is going to do. So from the globalization standpoint, right. the advertising and marketing that we're talking about is beyond just the, where the company is based out of. So even if it's a company in, in China, they're not just looking at Chinese market. They're looking right. at geeks around the world. Right. Hmm. And right. what are they consuming and what are they, what could they put their brands on there that and may I, not even exist in their own country? And I always think it's interesting when you can watch the evolution of a brand when they're changing those things. And so we had talked about on both shows, um, we've talked about the Mandalorian series that's out right now. And so we were all talking about everybody's nodding because that's one of those shows. My that wife even if bought Disney Plus just because of the Mandalorian. That, yeah. <laughs> she, I was on vacation. She was like, uh, Guess what I did on vacation? I'm like, you're on the vacation with me. What did you just do right <laughs> next to me? She's like, oh, I just got Disney Plus. I'm like, for what? She was like, Mandalorian. I'm like, okay, $60 a year. Good Great. for your wife. Put that in the budget. But that's okay. And I think it's interesting because what did it take for her to get involved with that? Because we've talked about on both episodes, we've talked about when do you, because so many people did that whole cord cutting thing, but now we have to tap into so many different streaming services. So when is enough and what does it take for you to get to the next streaming service? And what we had said over on the BR Geek side is that we we were even playing a game. And look, okay, just for everybody that's watching it's right now. It's a fun game. Okay. Now, wait, okay, we'll just, and I have to explain it to Samantha. Okay, Samantha, I just want to let you know. Okay. Okay, the morals and values that we have on the Enthusiastic Women Network are are peak. They're so peak. They're They're peak. 
their peak. Now, the morals and values that Jake and I have, a little less, a little less, a little less. So one of the things that we play over there, and I know that my lovely uh, enthusiastic women cohorts would never do this. We play a game, Jaden and I play a game called Pass the Password. Um, and so, <laughs> so we have each decided what streaming services we are willing to get. And then we are sharing them. So we have just, we're family, so we don't even yep. feel like we're stealing. So what we'll do is that we'll give each other homework assignments because what we realize is that both of us are movie geeks and we do really good about going out and seeing yeah. that and even seeing films that a lot of our friends maybe would miss. And right. We're interested in that. But even though we are, you know, we bleed geekdom, a lot of our favorite franchises, we didn't know a lot about their TV shows. And so we felt that we were not doing our due diligence, especially since we host this show, to not know enough about a lot mm -hmm. of these shows. So we... See, so we assign each other shows. Yes. So she, I will say, I'm going to watch The Witcher. Mm -hmm. And then she'll say, I'll watch... Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Yes. And then we have to give each other two episodes before we make a decision if you want to continue it or not. Right. So first one, sure. But the second one, really, like, you decide whether you want to continue it or not. So that said, we've passed the password several times and mm -hmm. a couple of times. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to ditch this right now. It's about 30 <laughs> seconds into the show. But you can't. Um, but you can't. But you have to live through it. Yeah. Um, but that said, it's about your your liking, your your want. Again, for me, consumption of any product, whether it's um, eating something or watching something, it's all based on emotions. Mm -hmm. um, how am I feeling right now? Wh whether if, if I want an ice cream or a banana. Right. Like, I, I just got done working out. I, I'm going to go eat this. That said, the branding that is on those packaging go a long way in feeding into your emotions as well. Right. So <laughs> when a brand puts out specific logo or specific uh, crossover they're also feeding on your emotions right how are you feeling when you're watching that show right would if you were watching that show would you also consume our product because we also make you feel the same way but in a different capacity i believe it also gives you that ability to feel like you were part of a moment with something that you're a fan of so especially if it's a limited release something and you're like okay well i get to get this right now they're only going to have it out for a, uh, a short period of time and a lot of the you know you know back to the makeup lines i think that they've under they've really done a really good job of understanding with these typical geek products that there are a lot of female fans. And so if they, you know, they, I am one of those people that has bought certain Mac products because Mac is now supporting a certain thing that I'm into. You know, like they did a great, and they do a limited edition thing for lots of different products out there. Like when the Maleficent movies came out, they're like, here's a certain lipstick mm -hmm. that you need to have. You know, they got on the, the bandwagon with their, this line of cosmetics is about Archie or those kind of things. And they'll have a special event that really focuses on that, that fandom. And I always think it's interesting when they have that to see who follows from fandom to fandom because it's also a matter of I already supported the brand and now that they are look as though they are like-minded to me because they're doing this merchandise marketing, I do feel like it does just make their audience even more loyal because they're like, oh, wait, they they got me that too? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that all the time. So it becomes you probably, a lifestyle. It does. Yeah. And so I think tapping into that is incredibly wise. And it's just interesting it's to profitable. me. profitable. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the next thing I'm going to buy, and I do not need this, and I quite often buy things I don't need. Um, you but have I, ten swords in your home. That is correct. Uh, but I did stop at ten. Because uh, <laughs> eleven <laughs> would be overkill. No pun intended. 
thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am, uh, I am my next thing I'm going to purchase because I saw this, and I think I sent the email. Um, there is now, I know we should just call it the child. There is a baby Yoda Chia pet. Yes. And I'm like, I, I, I'm going to get that. Do, everybody's duh. nodding. Don't you want a baby yes. Yoda Cheeto pet? See? You didn't even know you needed one, but you're like, wouldn't it make, give you joy to look over on your kitchen table right next to the, the sunlight coming down on the baby Yoda Cheeto pet? Yes. Maybe I just have a different joy in my life than everybody that's I'm listening to us right today. Now. I'm <laughs> looking over there right behind Katie. There's a little grass thing. I'm like, that could be Yoda right there. I was also thinking that I could put some catnip in it, and my cat would enjoy yes. Yoda as well. Would you imagine your cat <laughs> licking Yoda's head? Well, how cute that is. <laughs> Adorable. How could you ever have another bad day if your cat was licking <laughs> <laughs> the head of the child? Forget the clapping thing. You should just have a cat licking the Yoda next to you all the time. I feel like Samantha is now going to go get Baby Yoda, Chia Pet, and a cat. <laughs> <laughs> and exchange passwords. Exactly. And the cat will have a frozen sticker on it. Well, overall, I think it's interesting when we kind of look through this, and I, and I hope that this turns into one of those scenarios that, for everybody that's listening, that it's one of those, maybe it was something that was just subliminally going on in your life that you didn't necessarily do it, but now you'll be a little bit more intentional when you see these things. By the way, is there something that popped into your mind, just throw it out, that you the, the brand just didn't associate with the product, like uh, cross-merchandising or something that, that you've come across? Okay, so if you think of something, just throw it out at us. Right. Because we seem to have a list. Like, I think that's always interesting. Because I think there's some things that I, I'm going, does that really make sense? And I, I, I like it when things become a national brand. Because you were saying how things are so global in nature. And I remember that there was an article that we were talking about, about um, a, male, a male pageant. Like a Mr. America, no, a Mr. Universe-style pageant. And so there was a portion of the pageant where all of the male pageant participants. people, participants, right? Contestants. <laughs> the, the beauty pageant dudes mm-hmm. um, were dressed up as something that was supposed to be indicative of their uh, the country they were from. And the American dude was dressed up as Superman, and I'm like, that's cheating. Um, that doesn't <laughs> even make sense. Captain America. Now, maybe maybe. would have made a little more sense. But yeah. Superman, I'm like, that's what we picked? You should have just dressed up as like a hot dog. <laughs> That's American, right? We have the hot dog eating contest on 4th of July. Mr. America, he's an apple pie. Um, (laughs) So that would work, too. That actually should be be great. All these guys are so fit, they should dress up as their favorite (laughs) junk food. And you should just watch them walk out as a, a milkshake. Uh-huh. And are like, there's a thing you have not had in years. Dress up, gonna... dress up as a thing you will eat after this contest, contest is over. <laughs> the first thing. Well, I do want to tell all of our audience today, we appreciate them coming out. We are on our next episode. So both editions going to be back in the Twin Cities Film Fest and Enthusiastic Women Studios. We're going to do that. And just letting everybody know that we do plan on building out our enthusiastic network empire. So you will hear more of these crossovers. As we continue to build, so Sabatha, you don't I have think empire music for that. Come I on. don't. I empire don't. Strikes back. No, you don't <laughs> I can't bring that. Missed opportunity. Here, I can bring this one. Here, this one's close. How about this one? That'll do it. That That's an empire good. right there. Is that enough of a fanfare That's for good. everybody? Thank there we go. All right. So that is our. <laughs> Thanks for repeating that. There thing. we go. All right. All right. I'm glad. I, d- I didn't want you to leave you want wanting. I didn't want to leave you wanting. <laughs> 
So we will be back in our Enthusiastic Network um, studios next time we do this, and that'll be fun. So we have some great stuff that's going to be coming up in the next month. We are going to be pivoting our show slightly, so we encourage everybody to give us their feedback as usual, right? So the best ways to get a hold of us, if you would like to contact Be Our Geek, you can look for Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can email us at beourgeekshow at gmail.com. Also look for The Enthusiastic Woman Show on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at iBirthSuccess, and you can email us at iBirthSuccess at gmail.com, and you can call and leave a message for either show if you want to give us a call at 612-276-2774. That's 612-276-2774. So I appreciate you, Jayton. I know that everybody can also find us on the TwinCitiesFilmFest.org uh, website, and that's always yeah. great. Yeah, we have like, yes. Yes, duh. That has not changed. <laughs> that has not changed. And we appreciate you joining us as well, Samantha. Glad Sam- to be here. Samantha handles all of our social media as well, so make sure you ping us. We would love to have everybody be a fan of the show. Is that cool, everybody? Thank you, Modern Well, yes, for thank hosting you, Modern us. Well. Thank you all for joining us today. Mm-hmm. And we will have some enthusiastic things coming for everybody in the future. And we will see you next time on BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. And when you're feeling less than enthusiastic, remember, I birth success. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.